0: Read junk. Read junk. Read junk. Podcast. Read junk. Podcast. With your host, my guy. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's another episode of the Read Junk Podcast. It's the end of the year episode. Hooray! Ray, Joe, and I give our year in review of our favorite movies, TV shows, concerts, albums, and Joe even gives a little quick list of his favorite video games as well. We start things off with giving a non-spoiler review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, maybe some slight spoilers if you've seen the trailers at least, nothing really major, then we go to our list. It was a fun chat, catching up with the guys, going over stuff, and be sure to let us know if you like these type of episodes, and, and perhaps we'll do more of them in 2020. Maybe the guys will get some decent microphones too. Before the episode starts, be sure to follow the site on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Check out my pop culture, music-related theme park, and other types of shirts at tpublic.com slash user slash Brian Kremko. I have a load of medical bills, so anything you buy will be going towards that. So anything you buy will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And finally, thanks for following the podcast all this year. It means a lot that you listen, download the episodes, and hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing. Please spread the word about the show. Uh, because we can use all the help we can get i'm hoping to have even more episodes in 2020 just have to get things in order and line up all the guests and stuff like that so let's get the last podcast episode of 2019 i guess the decade too going here's my year in review chat with ray joe and i right here on the Rejong podcast So this is the year in review episode of the Rejunk podcast with Ray and Joe and Brian. And we're going to be going over our top or favorite albums of 2019, uh, favorite TV series and movies.
1: And I'm going to throw in some video games, even though you guys aren't gamers. I'm just going to give that list out there, too, because I know that some people that are on Rejunk like the video game stuff. I guess. It'll be quick.
0: I play Solitaire on my phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's from, like, 1984. That was, like, on those uh, Odyssey computers.
2: Ray, how you doing? Doing all right, man. I just came back from seeing Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah, we can get into that if you want. I know, Joe, Joe, you probably don't give a shit, but...
1: No, I actually like that one better than anything else in the trilogy, but... You know. I was really
2: surprised. I <clears throat> came in with low expectations and it surprised me and and uh, it actually ended up being one of the better Star Wars movies overall, I think.
0: I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I don't want to do too much spoilers. I don't want to do spoilers or anything, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. For, Star Wars, it's like I can't... It's, I can't hate it. It's like even with the prequels, it's like I still found things to like about each movie. Yeah, like entertainment value. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, it still, it it definitely felt rushed a little bit in spots. It was a little awkward the way they handled um, certain aspects of the movie that I won't get into. Um, But yeah, it was like fun. And and also like my, my, I think my biggest complaint with the three movies is it didn't feel like there was enough peril. Like it wasn't, it just seems like things got overdone quickly. Like like oh this is like the Force Awakens like they blew up that big star killer
2: base thing think, pretty um, quickly. I think there were too many gaps in all of these three sequels. Yeah, and, uh, in the in the uh, the sequel trilogy, and uh, and so it wasn't really balanced for the first two movies, or you know, it, it wasn't really like a fluidic type of storytelling. But with this last movie, I felt it was, though. I felt it was actually more balanced than the other two. And, um, course correcting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was definitely a lot faster paced than the other two. And, um, I was content with most of the questions that I had from the other two movies being answered in this one. I mean, granted, there were a couple of unanswered questions that were kind of left open ended. Yeah. But,
0: you
2: know, and what can you do? Like, like it's a Star Wars movie, and that and these, these are like the basic issues with with at least the Star Wars movies that have come out in the last whatever fifteen to twenty years. I just feel. So,
0: like, mm-hmm. I was, I was gonna say, I just felt like I, JJ should have just done all three movies.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's what the movies I felt lacked is that
2: yeah they
1: suffered, th- they suffered from each the first two movies and then this one they were all trying to correct or fix things or reorganize things from the previous movie with a different director. And yeah. it was just like you said before, just a lot of course correction for every movie. But I believe that the third one actually pulled a lot more from some different aspects of star Trek lore, or star Wars. lore. whoa, like, whoa,
0: uh, whoa, whoa.
2: It was definitely the stronger, uh, episode out of the, out of the three. And yes. so certainly, certainly, uh, the best, out of any of the prequel movies, uh, you know, and 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 the better movie out of the any of the sequel movies, so then that leaves only the movies from the original trilogy. So I would say Empire Strikes Back is still top. A New Hope would come second, and I you know I can put in Episode Nine there in the in the top three um, because I felt though that you know I mean it it, it was just a, it was just a stronger movie than the other, the last two episodes and it any, pulled everything together, you know? So did
1: anyone else get the feeling and it's maybe it's just me, but I felt that it, it really had towards the end of it. It had a horror vibe to it with what was going on and how they were shooting the movie. Had it had the dark with the red that like, uh, the just, it felt almost, and... I mean, even when they, I don't like I said, don't want to give spoilers, yeah. but where they go to at the end, mm. it, And how that played out really had something that Star Wars never had, in my opinion, was that horror vibe, like that feeling of dread really doubled up at the end of the movie.
2: Oh, yeah, certainly. And uh, I mean, definitely it was a very suspenseful
1: last, however long it was, last 20 minutes to a half hour. Yeah, because you really didn't know who was going to live, who was going to die, what they were going to do. So it was kind of a, all right, they're ending this. What's going to happen? They can do anything with any of these characters. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I I did like the way it ended. I, I felt that it was a you know a kind of fitting conclusion and wrap up of the whole
1: Skywalker saga, you know. So yeah,
0: there's still whatever, lots of questions unanswered, though. You
1: know. It's, yeah. The, yeah. They're they, open ended for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly, a lot of questions definitely were answered, but there were definitely a, a few more questions opened up. Um, and for instance, like one thing that comes out to mind was, and I didn't like the ending of the last episode where, where, you know, okay, what direction are they going with the the four sensitive kids in the last episode? And that really didn't get touched upon at all in this episode. So that was like the, that was definitely one of the questions there that didn't get answered.
1: Yeah. They, they kind of doubled up on that too and said, Hey, you know, this is who, is force sensitive, but feeling. but really, really <laughs> no why or no reason for throwing it out there because it really it didn't affect anything other it, than he was a, an easy way to trace people. It wasn't part he of felt the, that they were here.
2: It wasn't part of it wasn't part of this storyline in episode nine anyway.
1: No,
2: well, there was parts in it definitely. And the well, what
1: do you talk about about the force sensitive kids? Not just the force sensitive kid, but one of the main characters being force sensitive. Oh, yeah, well, yeah,
2: yeah that. Well, that's that's what I was going to lead into. Yeah, like the whole thing with with um, Finn. Well, well, it's a feeling, you know. Like, yeah. You know yeah. And they they just kind of played
1: the it off.
2: Time for the last, you know, the last ep- since the last episode, I was thinking, why didn't why didn't they they really uh, touch upon that? And they didn't really touch upon that in um, the Last Jedi. You know, when they could have easily done that. And now they were, it just seemed like they were just revisiting it real quick yeah. just to, to give us like a, a quick answer of like, oh, he felt that, too. And she felt that also, you know, in regards. And to, it
1: it goes back her. to the goes back to the problem with the trilogy is that each movie they'd introduce something. But then when it comes to the next movie with a different director, they're just like, this doesn't really play any part of importance in my story. So let's just forget about it. Move on to what I want to do. Hmm.
2: I mean, what? Well, is- I mean, here's here's what I like about. It. I mean, I I kind of like the. I mean, pu- putting Palpatine in it, it's like okay, fine. But but um, you know, I mean, the explanation was was fine too of of him not dying after all, I guess, and it, him being back and well, still kind of be vague here. Puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Well, you raised, know, he's about- throwing out the spoilers. We're talking about
2: Star Wars here, so well, I that's, mean, like,
0: well, that's yeah. the thing, though. About is is that I wish they didn't include Palpatine in the trailers. I mean, that would have been such a like holy shit kind of moment moment mm-hmm. if they didn't put it in the trailers. And it's like, yeah, they had
2: it in the trailer. That's I mean, even as the when they announced it at it, uh, Star Wars, um, well, was that celebration,
0: was that? yeah, celebration. They did it. And They
2: announced at Star Wars Celebration. It's like, whoa, like. <laughs> You know, so from then on, like, I already knew that he was a big part of it. And obviously in the trailer, like, you know, they had his voice up uh, overlaying that. So, oh, yeah, I
0: know. That's why they shouldn't have kept it. They shouldn't have done that. They should have just like, yeah. made it. Like, no, I don't even
1: think because a- they put it in the, s- the opening scroll, too, yeah. where it's rolling down and it's just kind of this is this could have been a, a cool set up for him, you yeah. know, maybe like an early part of the movie, but instead they just limited it to here it is in the like, text scroll.
0: They should have just had like something very vague in the trailer and then had something very, even more vague in the opening scroll, like a mysterious figure has
2: returned and
0: no one knows it who did, it, it is. To,
2: it didn't even have to be Palpatine though, it could have been somebody like uh, a character that they mentioned you know, once in one of the earlier movies, like Darth Plagueis or something like that, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so and i think that that probably would have been like the more clever route to go about it instead of being hackneyed and and just say hey let's bring back a character that no one would ever suspect that we would we could bring back or wouldn't would believe that we would bring back
1: so and for this it goes back to me starting off with the first movie from this trilogy is that it seems like so much of these three movies were just kind of rehashes of things that happened in the original that's trilogy. the
2: first one, because the whole thing with the Death Star,
1: you oh, know, that's, you that's,
2: that's total, a total ripoff from The New Hope. <laughs> I know.
1: They, and then it's like, hey, we, we have a Death Star. Nope, now we have a Star Killer planet. Oh, hey, we blew up one planet. Now we blew up five planets. This is the newer yeah. Star Wars. It's well, just, that's, that's, they're always the, like trying to one-up that stuff. And that's why the critics liked,
0: they liked The Last Jedi, because it was something completely different than but it's kind of it stood out from other things and a lot of fans didn't like it and were doing well, petitions to have it rewritten and
1: <laughs> well <laughs> here's, what like,
2: here's what i like about episode 9 though I, episode 9 had a lot fewer cheesy moments than most star wars movies do have so so i was fine with that and I, and so it was a lot more balanced too the way well, the pacing was JJ, of the movie yeah I think the mo- the pacing of the movie was was definitely a lot better than most Star Wars movies especially the the previous two. They were a lot less distracting scenes with with
0: yeah whatever canto like, fight whatever scene from last distracting year. distracting
2: CGI you know, characters and stuff like that that they normally you know um, overwhelm uh, a Star Wars
1: movie with but so, so we didn't really So where do you where do you guys put this on your top
0: I put it. I put a second for me because it's still it's still Star Wars and it's still highly enjoyable. Like just seeing seeing the opening crawl in that. It, the only thing is that you don't know, see the 20th Century Fox anymore, but it's yeah. still that still gets me giddy as a kid. You know, just seeing Star Wars in movie the theater. So I put. it Yeah, so, I, mean, Star, I
2: mean Star Wars is you know let's face it, you know it's a big part of our of, of our pop yeah. culture at least for the for our generation since five and years old for, for the me. current generation. And um, you know, it's still it's it was still exciting, and uh, you know, I, I definitely I definitely haven't felt this way about a Star Wars movie in a while either. So you know, the, there's there were a lot more problems that I had with, with the movies from the prequel trilogy and the previous two episodes than I had with this particular episode. So I felt that okay, so let me make a concession here. It's kind of, it's kind of good. Obviously, there's issues with this movie, but but um you know if you really want to rank it up with all the other Star Wars movies it's it's pretty it's pretty more well, we're talking, balanced than most
0: but where, where would you put it would you put it in your top 10 for favorite movies of the year yeah
2: favorite movies of the year okay so
0: that's what yeah that's what I mean, we're coming
2: why of... we just get into like you know um, like top movies as well and I know mine is going to differ mine's gonna have similar choices to to you Brian because I, I also appreciate like some of the the, the box up uh yeah I got like popcorn stuff, stuff in there popcorn <laughs> stuff too, you know like Spider-man for instance I feel is definitely on my list I just watched that today with Connor <laughs> yeah so that was one of the more fun movies to go see in a movie theater this year um so Star Wars certainly was, I felt was definitely one of the more fun movies too so that fits into that category uh I really like Joker. Uh, so J- Joker probably is is I have that number seven. Yeah, I saw that last week. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's probably the, the more ambitious movie. It was uh, dark uh, the movies that I have <laughs> on my list. Um, and I really liked it. Chapter two.
0: Yeah, it was just a little too long for me, but I did. Yeah, I had that number. But nine. You know, Stephen
2: King Movies are going to be long, though. That's the thing, though, especially something like it. And I read that book and that book is like like over a thousand pages.
0: Well, it was like long for what it had, what kind of movie it was. That was my biggest complaint, like for a horror thriller, thriller type. It just felt too long. And I felt like they could have cut out a good 20, 30 minutes out of that movie.
2: Yeah, well, you know, and I mean, obviously, Avengers Endgame, that was well, number, number one, I you know, yeah, I mean, Avengers Endgame was just that's that is like a movie probably that sums up the MCU in the last 10 years for movies.
0: Yeah, that one money like, shot at has
2: the end
0: the yeah, money shot the <laughs> <laughs> Avengers of assemble that just that shot still gives me I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now like it's just <laughs> like that that's was the shot of the year for me was seeing that uh, yeah it, wh- 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 what was your number one Joe
1: my number one probably Avengers Endgame yeah and I mean I tried to avoid with a lot of this a lot of all just the Marvel movies but that's what I, I go to the movies to see. That I'm not. Yeah. I'm not your biggest movie guy. You know, I watch a lot of animated series. I lot to watch the, the animated movies and the popcorn stuff is what I like. But yeah, you know, you know, obviously Avengers since I was a kid, seeing a lot of those moments and you know Captain America holding you on. your finally, yeah, that was great.
0: That was a good scene. Yeah. Um,
2: I, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I like I like all the choices that we were talking about, but. Um, but I also liked, so like like a, a lot of movies that came out this year that that probably fell on radar to most people. <laughs> Just because I like them, you know, as movies themselves, they, they may not necessarily have been usually successful at the box office or made much money, but they were still they were still enjoyable movies. Like um, like yesterday, for instance, I liked a lot. Yeah,
0: I wanted to watch that. I didn't get a chance
2: to see it yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't had this if you're a music fan to it yet either.
2: Or if you're if you're a Beatles fan, you know you're going to have some you know uh, value or get some value out of it. It's definitely an entertaining movie.
1: What if and you're not a Beatles fan?
2: I, if you're not a Beatles fan, you don't. What be a Monkeys fan? Be a fan but <laughs> if you're a music fan, you
1: can certainly. What's the be difference?
2: <laughs> a, being a music fan and also being a fan of like of of comedy and humor too, probably you know. I'm not
1: a I'm not a Beatles fan, but the reason I want to watch it is just because I like that alternate reality type of stuff or that kind of what-if type of thing.
2: I like movies like that too, and that was a, it was a very clever plot line. Uh, and the way they implemented it, especially in relation to pop culture music, uh, especially a, a band as big as the Beatles or, or, or a band as influential as the Beatles... I thought it was really well done. And it just makes you realize, too, when you watch a movie like that, especially because the Beatles music is so throughout the whole entire movie, it, it makes you realize, though, that you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the band or, or know too much about them, but you'll recognize the songs. And mm-hmm. and, and the songs are, you know, you can't deny how, how much of an impact they've had with Pop culture for the last fifty years or so, you know.
0: There so no, are no Fallout Boy. That's a hidden joke for free junk people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so look yeah, it up. that was a the article. And here's another favorite too that I like a lot, and I know Brian has issues with it. Is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
0: Yeah, I I, I liked it, but yeah, I have it not my favorite.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. So, you know, um, I feel, though, that I'll always find entertainment value in any of his movies. And uh, this one, this one I liked a lot, actually, just because, uh, you know, it it was basically a love letter to old Hollywood, to to the golden age of Hollywood and changing history around. Well, again, I mean, (laughs) but that that really didn't matter to me, though. You know what I mean? Like, so I felt it was done tastefully because what are they going to do? They're going to to. Tell us the story that most people know about, which is the the Manson family murders and try try not to be offensive to the family members of the victims. Like I know Sharon Tate's sister was like she was she was like angry and upset when she found out what Quentin Tarantino was going to do with this movie and how he was going to use the murders in the movie. But in the end, she saw the finished product and Quentin Tarantino actually like gave her a call personally and said, I just hope you like this movie. And I, I, you know, I know I'm doing it tastefully. And, you know, it, it was the only way that that was going to appease her is is to have give it a happy ending. And, and you know, I know it just it's just like it's bullshit. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's not bullshit because it's fiction, you know. So, yeah, you know, say anything that's fictionalized is bullshit. But I like- come on, we all we all have watched the documentaries. We all have read about the murders and, and history so we know we know what's up, but knowing what actually happened, especially somebody like me who knows a lot about that incident and about obviously its place in, in in history of being because Quentin Tarantino basically chose those murders because that was a turning point in the '60s, especially in regards to you know the end of the golden age of. Either Hollywood or, or even the end of, of uh, that innocent time of the '60s and going into like more, you know, I was
0: yeah I was pain. I was hoping that they would have done it more of like a Forrest Gump approach where it's like those characters Brad Pitt and Leonardo. Uh, you want th- it to be more silly? No, no, no. Just kind of be like they're in history, but not and they're not affecting history. Like they're kind of like I. I I was thinking the way it was happening was at the end was like, they were around that house, but they weren't like involved in any way. And that's what kind of threw me off when the ending happened. I was still laughing and it was still kind of like entertaining.
2: I kind of I suspected that would happen though, just because Inglorious Bastards, you know, like obviously Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I didn't like that, like that so ending much, either. <laughs> you know, and I liked, and I liked Inglorious Bastards a lot. And, and, uh, you know, uh, but what I also like about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the fact that um, oh, that Sharon Tate really didn't interact with the Quintin with with uh, Brad, the Brad Pitt and the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio characters until not really uh, until the very end, uh, and she only really interacts with the the Leo character. Yeah, and, and um, you know, but. Knowing what actually happened and watching the movie, it was kind of done very cleverly because there are scenes where, like, you watch Sharon Tate happen to her. You know something's terrible is going to happen to her, and and even the camera it kind of, kind of hints at it because the camera ominously like with her. Like, there's almost like a foreboding, creeping presence to the camera. You know, as, as it's following her in certain scenes, and but you know. Uh, what you expect to happen doesn't exactly happen in the way you expected it to happen, you know? So, um, and I liked, I liked, I liked how it unfolded though. I I like the fact that, (laughs) that Brad Pitt's character and Leonardo DiCaprio's character, like figured in heavily on, on a reinterpretation of, of, of what, what happened, you know? So,
0: yeah, I like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's character a lot better than, uh, than Leonardo, but I just I, I was like in, enjoying his scenes more than when he was on the screen. Um
2: That's how I felt the first time I saw it. And um the funny thing is though is that my nephew actually got me the movie on Blu-ray for Christmas. So I watched it twice since Christmas. And uh you know I with every viewing I appreciated it a lot more. So I definitely enjoyed well once upon a time the second time around and the third time around you know, um, three times. I just had more of a stronger understanding
0: of what Tarantino was after in in, in you know filming I, this movie. I, yeah, I get it. I just I it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with the way he approached it. I get what he was trying to do, but let's move on to uh, another movie. Joe, do you have another movie that that you liked?
1: Uh, from this year that we haven't discussed yet, yeah. I would probably say I sure. really liked *The Beautiful Day* in the Neighborhood.
2: Oh, the Mister Roger one mm-hmm um yeah i didn't see that one yet oh uh, yeah I, I caught that recently and i liked it a lot too
1: it was different because people were expecting it to just be another documentary type of movie but it wasn't it was from the perspective of a reporter that reluctantly went on assignment to speak to fred rogers and ended up becoming good friends with Thanks. him to the point where he you know it, oh, again it's fictionalized but reading the comparisons that he did help this guy through some tough times. He only knew him for a few years, but completely changed his perspective on him by him just genuinely being a caring person. And this reporter figured there's got to be something up with this guy. He's got to be a phony. He's got to be a fake and telling it from that perspective. And then also some of the neat things that they did in the movie where all of the parts in the movie that were reenactments of scenes from the TV show we're all shot on the same cameras that the TV show was shot on in the (laughs) nineties. It gave it that feel of watching it again as a Uh, kid through TV.
0: I'll have, it's not on like video yet, right?
1: No, it just came out last month. I believe. Yeah. Speaking
2: of documentaries too, that uh, (laughs) documentary film did make my list. Which one? It cut out. What did you say? I, I said, speaking of documentary films that came out this year, one documentary film did make my list. Yeah, and uh, and that was Andre the Giant. Did, oh, really? Did anybody see that? The, the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Giant. That yeah. was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was a pretty good, uh, you know, film. And you know, I mean, I know enough about Andre the Giant, but.
1: You know that had, that had some interesting takes and stories that you never really heard before, too. A lot
2: of really good stories, especially from the peers and the people that worked with him mm-hmm. and that could vouch for his character, you know, like Hulk well, well, Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah, they it, as much as they were rivals, they were best friends. Even to this day, you always see stuff on the anniversary of Andre's death or when they're talking about some big wrestling moment. Like Hulk well, Hogan's were- always was- pretty emotional.
2: They were rivals on TV only, but they they yeah. really stood in in the storyline of their characters. So you know, um, and the and the whole description about WrestleMania and how that went down and how Andre the Giant um, didn't really give a definitive answer on whether or
1: not <laughs> yeah lose. to the last minute <laughs>
2: <laughs> until the very last minute. He's like, "I'm here for you. Let's make. Let's give them a show." You know, and like that's
1: that one of awesome. my favorite favorite quotes and I've seen it before this and they repeated what happened is it on like Hulk Hogan stating that if Andre the Giant didn't want him to win that match he was not winning that match and there's nothing he could do about it he's like I'm just hoping that Andre's gonna play nice <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll go next since it seems like um, I saw Knives Out the other day that was really good that was from Ryan Johnson um good cast it was kind of like a murder mystery definitely uh definitely entertaining I kind of had a feeling of who done it kind of thing but I just didn't know how you got there um but so I would definitely recommend seeing that if you guys haven't seen it yet
1: I've seen I was wondering if it would be too bloated with all the cast members that are in it no no it was, no. Was-
2: yeah I, I, I want to see if sure uh you know I heard a lot of good things about it but I just haven't gotten the chance to actually watch it yet.
0: It was focused mainly on um, I, I don't know her name, but she was she was in Blade Runner um, the the new the new Blade Runner movie and yeah so she's kind of like the lead in a way of all this other all-Star cast, but they kind of focus on her a lot and uh, Daniel Craig is obviously uh, a big part of the movie as well um, but that's yeah, it's definitely a really good one. Um, and then I saw the report yesterday with Adam driver, which is really good. That's on Amazon that came out, I think in November and that's all about like the waterboarding stuff. So it's like a, a good political drama for me that, you know, that I like that kind of stuff. Um, so I definitely recommend those two movies, but you guys haven't seen either, either one of those.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to see Knives Out. I do want to see that, but I just didn't get a chance to catch yeah. it.
0: I just, like, I had a list of all the movies that I haven't seen, and so I've been trying to find ways of finding to go see them, so... I mean,
1: I I love going to the movie theaters, but then I also pay for all these streaming services, so I kind of pick what I want to go Yeah, see in theater. just wait a couple months, and it's going to be there anyway. Yeah, but... Yeah, so,
0: go, ahead, go ahead, Ray. So, yeah, you
2: know, I, I have the same list, too, though, of movies that I wanted to see, and the moment you announced that we were going to do this this podcast, I was trying to scramble and, and like see as much as I could. Yeah, especially <laughs> whether it be movies or T V shows.
1: And so, so why don't why don't we just do a quick rundown of if you have a top ten list, just do the quick rundown of the top ten list. No, we're gonna speed here you know, for
0: hours, man. No. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. I, I like I like how we're doing this right now, how we're handling we're never gonna get through. We, we're never gonna get through thirty movies.
2: No, we're so just doing. We gonna, we're just doing we ten. We're gonna split this up. Well, but so here's just a quick rundown of, yeah. of, of movies that I would have liked to have seen that I, that I missed was um, the Rude Boy Trojan story. Oh, I was yeah. trying hard to find that movie, but uh, of course it wasn't on Amazon Prime. No, I mean, not for yeah, not for free streaming anyway. I would have to rent it, so I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, I will hold off for now. But, um, yeah, and obviously the documentary about Third Wave Ska, the that would Pick it up. You didn't see Pick It Up yet. I haven't seen it, have you? Yeah. Um, Did you like
1: it? I, I haven't got a chance to watch the review link that they sent me yet. I've just been so busy with stuff. I need to watch it, but I've kind of been like, you know, avoiding it. I don't know. It's just like I don't really want to hear much about that era. <laughs> I'm over it for now.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure it's it's going to, I mean, you like the music. like let's I face, do. Face. You're going to, like, probably be giddy when you're watching something. Yeah.
1: Like it's, it. it's, so so I, I, him. I'm trying to talk about all the music just, oh, he's, oh, he's Thankfully,
0: I don't know why they, <laughs> they chose him, but uh, as a narrator. Yeah, they,
1: they should have just picked Weird Al marbles in his mouth from the. Smells Like Nirvana video.
0: True story. I was trying to get Taylor to get um, Oscar Isaac to narrate it since he used to be in a ska band, but he was, mm. he was kind of in a... a-,
1: Scott
2: a- he's ever heard of. Honestly, like I, I'd never heard like of this guy. But he's
0: a famous actor, so it's kind of yeah. And I'm sure he probably maybe would have done it if it was a. Uh, but it was fitting that so Timor- Strunk, George, George,
2: The actor that played George R. Binks is kind of famous too, and, and <laughs>
0: yeah, his has,
1: sister was an agent 99. He has a connection to Scar.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, but. <laughs> But I was, yeah, I was trying to get uh, like Oscar Isaac or somebody to have him narrated, but that didn't go through. So I got Tim Armstrong, but I, you know, I, I, I like pick it up. I don't, I, I put it as my favorite documentary. I would, I, I don't, I, I originally had it in the top 10 and then just other ones were kind of bumping it out. Um, like not that were non-documentary no. movies.
1: <laughs> now, Brian, since you've seen the pick it up movie. Yes. What is there to see in it that we probably growing up in that era and continuing to like that music now what would what's there new to learn about stuff we probably already heard a hundred times
0: not so much is
1: it is it more is it more for like who's the audience
0: it's it's me I mean I, I'd like to enjoy watching it because it was just like a nostalgic look back at the 90s of ska and then how it came to be you know, there how, was how, more- how it rose and how it fell or whatever <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, let's be honest though I mean just look from the trailer alone from what I've heard about it and, and, and listen to the podcast that you did with the director I mean, it just seems that there's more there's definitely more of a slant towards the West Coast
0: yeah and it, it, all you New York, New York it, City it, yes. snobs or that's the one issue that everyone raises but just go and see it I don't know <laughs> well, <laughs> no, going I went from Moon was, Records like oh they
2: don't know for them <laughs> well, I, I, definitely I definitely want to go see it though but you know, here's a guy that, especially in the podcast, who's talking for the majority of the time about his <laughs> band. And it's just like, I never heard of your band before. Like, <laughs> like your, your band that you were big in Japan with or, or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, but I knew that he was in what, the, in the what band was the in relevance? DC.
1: What's the relevance? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's definitely seems like you said, biased to the West Coast stuff. and
0: Yeah, because that's where the stuff is the mainstream part. But they do focus on many aspects of the country of of the world like they show parts of the mexican ska scene a blimp of australia uh definitely the uk and some other stuff over there but it was mainly that's the main part of the movie is about the how it came to be in the united states and how it was mainly about the popular bands
1: yeah and money until it was no longer relevant because emo came about and
0: yeah, but they, next they, thing but next they, phase
1: they, move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they talk about like muster plug and Emory three thirty and like Boston bands and it wasn't just like they they do they had Cooley in the epi- in the movie and so it's like they didn't they'd had a good representation of.
2: Of the ska singing. but it was more ska punk, though, right? It kind of brushed over traditional ska, and you know. I mean, who wants to talk about the articles? I like. No.
0: No. No. No one. No one wants to talk about the articles. No. So, no. like, yes, yeah, so it's like no one knows that band. So it's like I don't know some of the traditional bands. You know, no, no you to know the saying, articles, like, but
2: obviously, like <laughs> their ska bands or, or things like Slackers or you know I'm pretty sure they talked about the slackers.
0: See, you need to see the movie because it's like I don't know, it's like I don't I saw it like months ago. I can't like remember. <laughs> I got a got a fucked up head. <laughs> um, let's go continue down the list here. So I also have um for my favorite movies of the year. I have Shazam which I really loved, Spider-Man, Joker, John Wick 3, it chapter yep, two. Yep, yep.
2: So, so you ended up liking Joker.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Um, I was kind of like, kind of, I, I, I love how he, the laugh, the laugh really got me where it's like, just, <laughs> and it's, and, it's, <laughs> and it kind of like reminds me a little bit, a bit of me. Hopefully I don't go down that path, but <laughs> cause I always laugh after I like talk. Um, so hopefully that- even,
1: even when you type, <laughs>
0: yes that too
1: <laughs> well
0: because it's like you don't want to piss off someone because Ray and I have gotten in many a fight for, for, for
2: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah over what
0: over just like talking <laughs> on Everything. the internet because it's like the sarcasm doesn't come across as well if you just type <laughs> so that's why I always start doing haha after all my sentences lol or, yeah I just like ha. Oh, okay.
1: r-o-f-l <laughs>
0: And then I also have the Irishman, but I only saw the first hour. So, but it's the first hour if it was good.
1: So part one of three. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm treating it as a mini series. Um, um,
1: I threw ones that you didn't name on there. I threw in Toy Story four. I love the Toy Story franchise and I thought this was one of the best ones. I
0: was, I was actually disappointed with it. It was my least favorite. Really?
1: Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was great. I liked how they, you know, a, a goodbye story in a way. And for my fandom, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, was the modern day Godzilla movie that I wanted to see. Yeah, and then I got to throw I got to throw out some love for some of the DC animated stuff. Reign of the Superman was amazing animated movie, following up the death of the Superman with the four Superman cyborg Eradicator, whatnot, and then Zombieland Double Tap. I loved.
0: I didn't get to see that. I wanted to see it, but I. I requested it, so we'll see if I get it. But that's coming in January, so I'm like, well, can I watch it some <laughs> other way? <laughs> Ray, do you have, did you finish out your t- top ten?
2: Yeah, basically, I, I went over all the movies that I liked in, right. in no particular order, really. And, uh, yeah, you know, Once Upon a Time, Endgame, It, Spider-Man, Joker, Yesterday, Star Wars, DeAndre the Giant documentary.
0: Um, do you want to go? Want to go switch to TV now? We'll go talk about some our top ten for TV. Sure. Um sure. Obviously, the, my number one is Mandalorian. I thought that was just by far like a a home run as far as no, John, I, John Favreau and Dave, Dave Filoni what they did with. the you guys,
1: both yeah. you guys, have finished it. Yes, you've seen. But we, right? I don't want to go too it.
0: spoilers, just in case other yeah, people haven't I seen knew. it.
1: But
2: you know. What? Yeah. So I only made it to episode five. Okay,
0: so you still so, got three more.
2: I have, I have three more. So I, you know, I've been, I don't have Disney myself. So I, I've, I've managed to see episodes at my girlfriend's place and episodes at my brother's place. Um, but um, and I was trying to at least see up until episode seven while I was at my family's home celebrating Christmas. But
1: that, <laughs> where'd Ray uh, go? He's stuff happened. Living room. Yeah,
0: I, my only complaint though is like the first. I would say the first five or six episodes where it's these one-off episodes where it's like you would think that these people are going to continue on. And then, so, I mean, it finally, that kind of corrects itself towards the end of the season.
2: Oh, so things get tied in together
0: yeah. with all the episodes? Um,
1: kind of, kind of, but there was a lot of stuff that, like Brian said, it was just kind of one-off episodes that I liked really didn't move the story yeah. forward, but weren't really, there was a lot of just, Hey, here's a, a new place to show and, He's just wandering around the galaxy, doing things, trying to get away. But yeah, it, it tied that, together at the end fairly well.
2: Mandalorian definitely was a highlight of, of, of <clears throat> for out of all the new shows that, that came out this year. And I liked it right away. I, you know, because yeah. the first episode you watch it, and with me, it's just like, this is a Western in space. <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. This is. It's basically, a western,
0: it and, did, you know, it had that 80s Star Wars feel to it, though, to, to me like the, the way the music <laughs> yeah. was, the, the yes, end yeah. credits, the way it was shot. Yeah,
2: but the end credits, like, reminded me totally of how a lot of like uh old shows from like the early 70s were, where they would have paintings, like, you know, and, and, and the art, they'd show the, the art, the, the skills, family, yeah, Times like intro. And stuff. <laughs> what would you do, That's totally baby? Like a 70s thing
1: without love. See, now I went into it as I do with most things, Star Wars. I go into it skeptical just because it's like, all right, is this going to just crap all over stuff and have Jedi crap more and more Jedi crap? I'm over it. Stop it. No, no more. And then going in and watching it. Yeah, it's like, all right, right off the bat, this is totally different. This is the seedy underworld of Star Wars that they don't really show that I want to see more of.
0: Yeah, and they need to go more. That's why I liked, I, I liked Rogue One too, because it wasn't focusing yes. on Jedi and it was I'm more sick oh, of Jedi. Yeah. In a way it's kind of, it needs to be more spaced out with, it needs to be something there's- special about them. Cause there's just so many, yeah. so many people with it. So,
2: so my favorite, my, my, my favorite uh, series of this year actually started last year, but the second season came out this year. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, and anyone who grew up in the eighties should watch this series because it is so good it, and it's so well written, it's Cobra Kai. And oh, yeah, I
0: heard good things about it. Yeah,
2: Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, is excellent, and I'm really looking forward to like what they're gonna do next, with, especially with the third season that they already have planned. And uh I, it's just such a good series, though. If you like the Karate Kid movies as well,
0: yeah, I do. But it's just I just don't have YouTube it, as a the platform. You I know, mean, just so it, there's so much content.
2: But the thing is, the thing is, is that like, Hey, I didn't pay for it. And I saw every episode on YouTube because they actually had, had a a moment where every week they were, they were showing, uh, they were, they were making available an episode of Cobra Kai. So I was able to watch the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, you know, every week for like two months straight. And also, You
0: have to check it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, for nothing. It was like completely free. So, you know, um, it's well written. It's really funny. Uh, it's, it, at times it's poignant. And the actors are like are, are very good. Like, you know, what's his name? Ralph Macchio and uh, William Zapka, who plays uh, Johnny. Like they're actually like still really good actors, even though they haven't had much work yeah. outside of Karate Kid. <laughs> well, he <laughs> and, was in
0: The Deuce, uh, Ralph Macchio. The Deuce on HBO, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a yeah, good, yeah. good series. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I like that series too.
2: Obviously, he's he's done like things and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, not
0: like major things. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's like, done like big, things big, big, and
2: stuff. Things and <laughs> oh, things, no, you, know, I mean, things him, you know. I saw him in a movie about Alfred Hitchcock fairly recently. Uh, you know, so he was in that, and um, you know, Joe.
0: But, what do you, so Joe, what do you have? Uh,
2: did, did you go over number one yet?
1: Uh, number one show of the year. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about Mandalorian. That was definitely up there. Okay. Um, this this is something I talked to Ray a little bit about, but I finished it up, and it's new on Netflix. The Witcher.
0: Right, my friend Gabe said it was really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it' based off of a book series and also a video game series based off the book. Most of the stuff came from the books, so. It's like Game of Thrones, but not – it has more of a horror feel. Okay. It's more character-driven, focused on a central group of characters. It's not like a world-spreading Game of Thrones political drama type of thing to it. Uh, but it's also kind of funny. It's got some wit to it. Mm. And it was just, just looking for something a little different. So only eight episodes.
0: I'll check it out. It's first, uh, at least the first episode. Let's see if it, it's my thing. But yeah, I have Game of Thrones coming coming in number two for me because as much as everyone chat on the the, the last season, it's still like it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. It just yeah. What, what the season, they were able to do with that was just unbelievable.
2: The season was good, but they I mean they just couldn't appease
1: everyone with.
0: It was too rushed. It was too rushed the last two seasons. It, it, and that now was my biggest complaint about it.
1: Well, you see a lot of the stuff that's come out about the writers and the the directors and whatnot kind of just just shooting from the hip for a lot of it. and it, it worked for the most part because yeah. it was it was different and it was creative and just kind of didn't follow a lot of those same tropes but towards the end, they just did not to close it out,
0: yeah, and it's like I was still satisfied with the ending and I, I don't know I'm like I'm not gonna hate it i'm i am i am hopefully hopefully the the spinoff is just as good we'll see but um what else you guys got?
2: Uh well, I actually because I recently got Amazon Prime, um I ended up binge watching in a matter of really one day was, was The Boys because you kept on talking about it so much. Yeah, that's my number 3. Yep. And uh and you know, I liked it. It 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 definitely and this also ties into one of my other favorite shows, which is The Watchmen. So, The Watchmen and The Boys are are very similar obviously because they deconstruct the superhero. Yeah. Uh, and um you know um obviously the boys is a lot more violent a lot darker um and it has much more perversion in it uh especially in heaven's the bitsy in regards to to the characters (laughs) like you know deconstructing the characters and making them a lot more twisted than than our idealized uh, vision of what a superhero should be yeah but um and you know, Watchmen kind of does that too, but Watchmen is a lot more cerebral, um, and therefore, you know, is probably much more intelligent than the Boys. But the Boys was definitely like a, a, a cleverly written well, it's diff- show. It's, so it's, it's different. It's something different.
0: But I haven't it seen is, the I haven't seen the Watchmen. But I figured from based on the movie and the comic book, I feel like they're different kind of, in a way. But
2: oh well, yeah, in a way. But you know, there's similarities there, which I just broke down. So there's definitely similarities, and there's definitely differences but both kind of go the same route and then kind of diverge a little bit. Um, like I said, like the, the boys is a lot more violent and a lot more, you know, twisted, yeah. you know, in, in regards to the characters that, that they're, you, you, you know, you don't want to, you don't really like any of, of, of the, of the so-called superheroes in, in you know, uh, in the show, they're all like scumbags basically. But, you know, at least in the Watchmen, you know, even though, the superheroes there kind of have like their dark moments too, you know. Um, a lot of them are still likable characters, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in their own regard, you know, damaged yes, but kind of, kind of well-meaning as you know at the same time. Whereas no question in the boys, like the the, the, the so-called superheroes there, they're just like you know, basically like politicians, where like you can, you can't tell whether or not they're genuine or not half the time.
0: I saw so many, like so much praise for the Watchmen that I, I have a feeling if I watch it, I'm gonna get disappointed or something. So I'm like, I might kind of just wait
2: a little while to. Well, I can break it down to you very simple. Simply, if you like the movie, you're probably going to like the show.
0: I was kind of iffy about the movie,
2: so I don't know. So maybe you'll be iffy about the show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. It's definitely on my list of. It's smart stuff though. To watch. That's the thing
2: about it too, though. If you just like smart stuff. <laughs> Than you know, or well written. Um, yeah, you know, um, television shows and the way HBO has well written television shows. You know, you'll probably enjoy it. You'll probably like it, and I liked it. And Joe can can probably relate to you know my opinion on it too, though, uh, yeah. because he's very familiar with the content. He's very familiar with the comic books. It's it. Yeah. it comes from, and uh, you know, this is a continuation, not from the movie. It's a continuation from the comic book, mm. uh, which. You know, if you're a big appreciator of the original comic book series, the miniseries, then you're going to get entertainment value out of the, the television series,
1: for sure.
0: Okay, um, Joe, you got something else on your list?
1: Chernobyl. Has anyone seen that?
2: No, I I have it on my list, but it's I. I saw the first two episodes, and for whatever reason, I I wasn't able to continue on with it. But it does not depressing. <laughs>
1: It is, but it's also realistically a realistic take on what happened from an inside perspective. And, you know, always me a fan of the post-apocalyptic nuclear holocaust stuff. So it was just how close we really were at that time without knowing it. Mm. And you see these things. And even though Russia was always viewed as everyone there was bad, it was interesting to have the take on one of the military personnel that was helping everything – go along to try and get things corrected. And you had a a scientist that was pushing this stuff and no one would believe him and someone finally listened. And that's the only way that they stopped pretty much nuclear meltdown.
0: (laughs) But it's only (laughs) a miniseries though, right?
1: It's only, it's only a miniseries, but I still thought it stood out above a lot of things. It was, it was very, well written. It was captivating and it was dark definitely they showed some of the things like firefighters after they were trying to put out the the nuclear fire that they didn't know was radioactive and their flesh melting and the the boils and what happened to them oh. and how quickly they they die like it, it was it didn't pull any punches and
0: guess like gotta I'd, be in the right mood to watch it
1: <laughs> yeah definitely don't don't have a big meal beforehand <laughs>
0: all right um i'll i'll go next um I thought Yellowstone was like season two was really good. That's on Paramount Network, Kevin Costner. Um, I kind of like, I kind of like equal it to almost like a Sopranos show with like, cause it's so much like corruption and like almost feels like a mafia with cowboy hats <laughs> the way, the way, the way, cause there's like so much like people trying to take this, the, the, these, these ranchers land. And so it, the second season really picked up uh, compared to the first season. So I would if I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any way to watch the first season if you need to catch up besides watching on like Blu-ray. So I don't know if there, I don't know how people would get to watch that besides illegally. Um and then after Yellowstone I have Stranger Things which is still just a fun fun yeah. show.
1: To That's watch. on on my on my list too. Even though season 3 was more action adventure, I still really liked it. It's yeah. still the, yeah. you had all the characters that you really wanted, you had the twists and the turns and some good story writing
0: um good soundtrack as usual i'm trying to think never-ending story
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh i really like um yeah barry which was in its second season this year yeah i have that on
0: my list on the top 10 yeah
2: Yeah, like barry is like it's that's a very good um dark yeah dark uh comedy <laughs> this is a sitcom comedy whatever you want to
0: call it yeah but Bill um, Phil Hader had a good year between that and it, he was like the highlight for it chapter 2 um
2: oh yeah he was great in it yeah but um I, another show that i liked a lot too though which was on showtime is called uh, it's it's Wu Tang of Mike's and Men mm. now it was a documentary <laughs> series about Wu Tang Clan which was awesome you know uh, so who are they? Who's a fan of Wu-Tang or hip-hop or, or you know. Who's the Tang Wu?
1: is <laughs> Isn't that a form of martial arts?
0: <laughs> Ray, does, Ray doesn't get our jokes.
2: No.
0: <laughs> he, he totally
1: gets the martial art reference.
2: Of course I do, you know. But I mean, the, the question is, are you guys
1: funny at all? Uh, not, not really, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we're laughing.
0: We're laughing because this is like yeah, it's stupid jokes that we're just doing. Um right. has you have you guys seen Mindhunter on Netflix? Nope. No. That's a really good one. That's another dark series that's based on the first season was really good. Um, and then the second season came out. It's with uh what David Fincher I think is the showrunner. Um, but it's this one was all this season was all about the Atlanta murders, um, of trying to find this one murderer that kept killing all these kids and stuff. So Oh, like, is that
1: the is that the Dramatization one that's like these detectives, like yeah. a detective pair. Okay, I've seen, I've, I've found interest in that. I just haven't had a chance to watch it.
0: And it's it's funny enough. The guy that played uh, Manson and Once Upon a Time, he was in this season as Manson as well. But this time, he actually had more than one speaking line in it. <laughs> well, he had more lines
2: too, though, which is in the deleted scenes. Yeah, the deleted scenes and stuff like that, though. But you know, yeah, I mean. Charles Manson really didn't need to be an overwhelming presence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just because,
1: you know, you say his name and you know what's or- going on. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it, it's it's the notoriety of it, though. It's like it's like Hitler in Inglorious um, in Bastards. You didn't necessarily need to see him in every scene. It was yeah.
0: a, Manson, Manson was only in one scene. And then there was also uh, Son of Sam this season and then someone else. Because they kind of focus. It's about like the start of the FBI coming up with the term serial killer. So it was like the first season was about this one, the one guy. Um, I forget his name, but he's like this really smart guy that is a seri- serial killer. But um, so they keep going to talk to him um, to get advice and track down other murderers and things like that. So this season it's more, just more specific to Atlanta. Um, it, it's still, it's like a dark series, but it's, it, I don't think it was as good as the first season, but, uh, it still was up there as on my list. Uh, I think, uh,
2: I think Netflix like really hit it out of the park though, especially with, with what I call like the best, uh, I guess television movie, you know, of the year, which is El Camino. If you're a fan of Breaking Bad, I know. I,
0: see, I didn't get to see it yet. I've been I, uh, yeah. I, I,
1: I started, I started it binging
2: binging Breaking
0: Bad again, and I got we got to like the third season, and I'm like, wait, I want I got to start watching new things.
2: <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah, and like El Camino is like right in front of your face too, though. Like, if you want new things, especially out of the Breaking Bad world,
0: I do. But I want I I only saw Breaking Bad once, so I'm kind of like trying to rewatch it, and I haven't gotten spoiled so far. So I'm like, all right, I, I can go a little bit. Further and finished up Breaking Bad again before I go and watch El Camino. It's awesome. Basically, yeah.
2: you know, it basically it answers all the questions that one might have about Jesse Pinkman and where he ended up after the finale. Yeah. And uh, you, if you want to see more of some some of your favorite characters from Breaking Bad, uh, you know, and you want some finality towards Jesse Pinkman's character, El Camino is it, and some crazy shit does happen in it too, which is very interesting and. The aftermath of like what happened to Walter White and you know the world in you know as yeah. far as
0: when yeah, things are pretty messed up
2: all about him. So you know he's all over the news and like it's all out there and and uh, it's interesting to see the perspective from from you know a news standpoint, which they do mm-hmm. feature a little bit within this movie. And of course, you know you have like you have a lot of like really memorable characters make their, um, appearance again in El Camino, like, um, like Badger and, uh, and skinny Pete and stuff like that, which yeah, they they were in
0: a trailer, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They totally steal the scenes that they're in.
0: Yeah. I will have to see it. It's just going to be some time. Uh, well at least better call Saul's coming back next season, uh, next year. So that's kind of good.
2: Yeah. It's coming, it's coming back on February and, uh, this is the last season, and um, is it? you know, yes, I, I read that. I read that recently. It's the last season. Oh, I didn't. See I'm that. looking forward to it, especially because where it left off, and it's been yeah. two years since the the finale of of um, the last season for Better Call Saul. And Better Call Saul is kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of got to a rough start, but it started picking up yeah. speed the last two seasons once
0: Gus showed up.
2: Yeah, that and. Um, you get you you have you have more of the direction of where they were going with Jimmy McGill and how he becomes Saul. So finally, yeah. at the tail end of, of last season, he Saul basically like in the last five minutes. So you know, uh, so apparently this whole last season is going to be the Saul Goodman that we remember from, you know, Breaking Bad. So you know, I look forward to seeing that. All
0: right, um, let's let's. Finish up here on TV. So I have Mr. Robot, Jack Ryan. South Park was really good this season, and Rick and Morty. Like I just have yeah some of those stuff was just Mr. Robot was kind of weird as u- it usually is, but uh, I thought it was a satisfying uh, finale to the to the show. I don't know if you guys ever seen it or not, but no, no, huh? yeah. it was it was good. It was just like the way it definitely uh, deserves some awards for it. the way it was shot, the acting. Uh, with Rami Malek,
1: but no, I'm surprised, Brian. You didn't have uh, Westworld on there.
0: That it didn't air last year.
1: I thought it, this year, this past year, was com- the last season. It comes out I soon.
0: I think
2: it comes out in probably in March. I didn't. Yeah, no, it, I didn't yeah, like the second last season as much. 2018. What's that? The, yeah, that wasn't a new season in
1: 2019. Oh, I thought it started in, early in the year.
2: Wrong.
1: Okay. Oh, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, I didn't, it's,
2: it's, it's, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't
1: care and for the last season either, but yeah. I, thought it, I thought it carried yes. over.
0: It just got way too confusing. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this third season gets a little better. Uh, the, the trailer that it showed for it, though, I'm kind of like still kind of underwhelmed. Hopefully, I-
2: yeah. well, you know, I mean, I get it though. I get exactly what direction they're going because I've seen the original Westworld movie and and its sequels, and there was a sequel to the original Westworld movie called Future World where it's, it takes place in the future. And, uh, you know, I mean, in the real world, Spoilers, but man. also they have an amusement park where, where it, it's, it's more, you know, uh, has more of a future concept to it. And that's kind of the direction where this season seems to be going, where you're, where we're going to actually see the, the, the actual world. Yeah. And, the and real you world. know, AI, you know, uh, the AI, uh, Robots or what have you are making, are making their way out into the real world and they're trying to integrate themselves. So we're definitely going to see more of that. And it looks like in the trailer too, we're going to be introduced to a new amusement park where where it's a uh, World War II based. Nice. Yeah. So you know, I, yeah, I look forward to that because I, I really like the first two seasons of Westworld.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that would probably be a March, April, May premiere. I think I would I would assume. Um, Joe do you have do you have any more for TV
1: Uh, a couple real quick I really don't watch too many of the CW shows anymore I still thought Supergirl was really good this year Uh, Titans and Doom Patrol were really good straight up dark superhero shows on the, the shared DC sharing the streaming service and one that's kind of out from left field I really like glow gorgeous ladies of wrestling oh, yeah I watched the I first like
0: season yeah I watched the first season I like and Alice, Allison the Bridge, second season
2: was but... good
1: yeah everyone I,
0: I, re- was good in it too yeah
1: I, I thought that it's just a funny show it you're a fan of wrestling at all you don't really need to be for it but it definitely plays up the goofiness of 80s you know behind the scenes and and kind of over the top characters with the the wrestling world. Without really just focusing too much on every episode is a wrestling show.
0: Yeah, I got. I yeah, I really liked the first season. I just never, I didn't see that. that was was the third season now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like two seasons behind now. Oh,
2: was it the third season
0: this year?
1: Yeah, there was a there was pretty good episode that it was just a, they did it an episode like directed like a. a one of the shows from back in the eighties, it was just, here's a wrestling show. And they had it set up with the the skits and everything, but it wasn't a behind the scenes type of thing. It was just like, here's an episode of wrestling. That was a fun episode. And they had a couple of twists and turns and just, you know, it's, it's a drama comedy, but yeah, I, I had fun there, with this I, season. Yeah, I, I liked this season probably the best.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. This season was good. Um, I didn't really i I forgot that that it was actually the third season and not the second season, but yeah,
1: it was good, yeah, the second oh. season I thought kind of it was it was all right, but it towards the end it got much better, but then the third season was strong throughout it was fun,
2: yeah, I really like the girl that um that's the main star the um the one that plays yeah. the Russian heel, yeah, allison bree or the the white, Al- hair,
0: the white- allison
2: allison bree right yeah. For yeah. She, yeah. she was in from the right.
0: community, yeah.
2: yeah community and admin
0: right right um all right so let's get into music now um do you want to do favorite albums you want to talk about like maybe our favorite like our favorite just to pick one show that you like this year that you went to um maybe just do some of that we'll just do maybe like top five or ten albums
1: okay Um, yeah but have it ready to go either way all
0: right um I thought my favorite album of the year was the Menzingers with Hello Exile. Um, just the last two albums that they released were really good. Just punk rock albums. Kind of like Gaslight Anthem, like 59 uh-huh. Sound, that kind of style. Um,
1: You've heard of them. I haven't listened to them much.
0: Yeah, they're from, from Scranton, Philly area.
1: Uh, I'd probably say my favorite album of the year was Bucko 9 Fundamental. Just solid Scott punk album, one of their best for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, I liked a few songs. I like majority of it, but I, I don't think I even cracked my twenty. I uh, just there's just so many other albums that I prefer over I, them. I it was but.
2: A, a surprisingly good Bucko nine album. And I'm not an overly big Bucko Nine fan, but I did like that album.
1: Yeah, really I
0: liked fun. that. There was certainly some good songs on it. Um but
1: I I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to it it's just been on my rotation that, since i've since it come out
2: for me the top the top album is that the skins I, I really enjoy that album learning to
0: swim yeah i i, I started out at the beginning of the year having that as number one and it kind of like slowly just kind of went down because i just I, maybe i just played it out too early <laughs> just like listened to it I, too much
2: but you know i i was pretty well balanced with my listening of it and uh you know, I mean, they're just a good band. Like, yeah, I mean, certainly
0: live. Yeah, definitely a good, great live every, band.
2: Every single member, you know, they 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 play multiple instruments and they they take turns in being the lead vocalist, except of course the bass player. But they're all good though. Like you know, every, yeah. like everything they do, and they managed to do something different with each album. So you know, obviously, this album is a lot different. Or there's similarities, of course to previous albums, but you know, there's definitely a shift in terms of styles styles that they go about certain songs. Uh, so, um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that they're, they're keeping it fresh and they're keeping it versatile.
0: Yeah. They just did the reggae rock kind of thing. It's like, yeah, we get it. You know, kind of everyone else is doing that, but it's, it's good that they explore, do like a ska punk tune and then kind of do like a soul one at the end. And, um, I I really liked the, the title track learning to swim was, that was definitely one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, that's a song too. Yeah. yeah. The
2: first tracks were really excellent too. Yeah. Like the, I I mean, I, Restless with Protege I think. What? The
0: one, the one with Protege, Protege I think it was, that was a good song. Was Uh, it Restless maybe? Yeah. Um, did you, who's going? (laughs) but right next. oh all right so I'll, I'll go next um continuing with the ska i guess i i have the beat with rankin roger public confidential i thought that was just an amazing uh two-tone ska album um was that this year though yep it was january okay. before right before he passed away Oh yeah
2: yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right yeah yeah so you know i'll put that on there you know, i did like that album a lot as well and um yeah, to me it was just. But listening to it though, it was like, this is what's missing from Dave Wakeling's yeah version of the beat because you know as we all know, like you know you have Dave Wakeling's the beat and then you have Rankin Rogers the beat. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's like you, I, I, I always joke saying just just combine both albums and then you got the the band yeah, the band but that would
2: never happen now <laughs> because Robert I know
0: obviously but, uh, but i was saying that when they're both a lot when when and roger was a lot yeah, oh
2: yeah me too i was always saying that as well but they just could never like get their differences uh, you know
0: i say that for oasis too the the gallery gallagher brothers and like just like, listen to their liam stuff and then Noel stuff yeah
2: um i really liked i really liked um too Much Information by uh by yeah, Planet
0: Smashers. I got that on there, too. Yeah, that was such a solid Scott Punk album.
2: Solid. Uh, you know, Planet Smashers I've always liked. And um, they kind of, I mean, their, their albums before Too Much Information were, were kind of like evenly, you know, they were all kind of the same. They were okay. They were still good albums. But Too Much Information definitely made me raise an eyebrow and be like, hey, you know, they're, this is this is kind of exceptional. Like you know, there are a lot of really good songs on this album.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one's on on my list for this year too. I mean, I've always thought that they're pretty much other than the last album they released. It was only half really good and half kind of meh. But most of their albums, I thought, were pretty pretty decent throughout their career. Yeah, and yeah. You know, this one, this one definitely had a strong. I don't want to say comeback, but a strong leaning towards the two tone and the, the ska. Well not the
2: writing, much the writing of the scalp is, is a lot it's stronger than how their writing has been in you know years. And that's not to say those songs from, from their previous albums were not good. They were good, they were decent. But um, you know, the writing does go a long way too and, and when it when the writing is good, you know, it's it's much more melodic, I would think, I would say. Yeah. And there are a lot of really like melodic songs uh in this album. So um. Especially the one that they had the video for, uh, the, uh, the one that takes place in, in a bowling alley.
0: Right. Uh, Which break, is is that- like break my neck or something or yeah,
2: something like, like that. Yeah. 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 That song is great. I love that song.
0: Yeah. They were great live when I saw them back in November. Um, definitely the first time in like 14 years. So it was definitely fun to see, uh, Matt and the gang, um, I have number three, I have Chain Wallet. They're from Norway. They're kind of like a synth pop, kind of dream pop kind of band. Um, their first album, I love. The second album is just as good. Um, and then number five, I, I have The Skins, number four. But at number five, I have The Walker Rotors, which is features James from The Pogues um, and some got former members of Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphys. So it's kind of like a good Celtic album that... Uh, I was definitely missing the last couple of years because no one was really releasing anything too, too much like that. Um, I have another band, the narrowbacks are, they're local for me that I really liked as well. Um, but what else do you guys got?
2: Uh, I actually really liked, uh, the, the Bruce Lee band, uh, EP. Yeah. That's some good songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the rental EP or whatever it's called, uh, rental eviction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh that one was actually like re- like really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. I'm always been a fan of like Mike Park, you know, his lyrics and uh especially when he's in the Bruce Lee ma- band mode. You know, like those songs are always fun.
0: I didn't care that- for the last album though because the way the production of it sucked. It was like so loud. And I know and this one thankfully wasn't like that. Oh, you mean this one or... No, the, the previous one, the previous Bruce Lee band, because it just felt like the production, um, like the, the album was like maxed out, like the the volume of it. And I, some of these albums are like that and it's like, drives me crazy. Um, but thankfully that wasn't the case for this, uh, this EP that he just released.
2: Yeah, this was very... There's a lot of really like two-tone type of... Uh, of ska songs on this one too. Yeah. With a of punk... But you can totally hear like the two tone influence there. In many of these songs, and uh, yeah, I mean like Mike Park should always be making music. As long as he makes music, he's always gonna have a fan with me. So you know, I always I always love this stuff with the with and Pickle, with Bruce Lee Band, of course. You know, I mean anything that he really does, I enjoy. Even even some of the indie rock stuff, I still I enjoy. He
0: yeah, he released something last year, like an indie band um, that I couldn't pronounce how to how to say it. <laughs> Kabashi Kibosh- yeah. station, Kaboshi Boshi station. Uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah. I I tried Google Translate of how to pronounce it. I'm like,
2: how the fuck do you say this? <laughs> yeah, that that was alright. That
1: was, all right. that was, that was not yeah.
0: Bad. Um, Joe, what else? What what do you got on your list? Anything else?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a couple of things, like couple of. EPs or short, very short albums. Uh, Catbite, Brian, I know that you covered them, Yeah, did a review of them.
0: Yeah, I just saw them in November too, yeah.
1: I I really like that EP. Just upon listening multiple times, I just think it gets better. I think that in the future, excited for more of their stuff, it's just going to sound, they have almost like an English beat Soul. I like mod soulful mod yeah. sound. Um it just really catchy, well written songs, kinda simple but fun. And then another one, Jonah Ray, You Can't Call Me Al. Oh was yeah. Released on Asian Man Records. Oh
0: you know, yeah, I know I know that it's, it's yeah, just I,
1: him doing Weird yeah. Al songs or songs influenced. Like Weird Al songs or songs are the influenced by
2: MST three K. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you. Yeah, like, it's he just was funny. This that, podcast for years. Yeah,
1: that was just a fun album. Me being a big Weird Al fan, it was fun to hear somebody do cover songs of parody cover songs. <laughs> 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 Definitely weird, but it worked in a punk fashion, kind of like stripped down. I think I heard one or two album.
0: songs, but I I didn't get to check out the album. Um,
1: uh, and then he kind of then all the song titles for the most part have some kind of like punk. uh influence or or kind of reference to them like welcome to Amish paradise (laughs) i gotta
0: go see weird al i haven't seen him live before
1: i've seen him about half dozen times easily (laughs) always a good show but if you see him within the like a year of the last show it's, it's pretty much the same show, oh, okay. yeah. Cause it's it's all it's all staged and set up and they don't change the set list too much. But what he did recently when he was going out and about, he was just kind of doing the the stripped down uh kind of stripped down sound and he was doing all sorts of cover songs, like straight up cover songs of everything from the president of the United States of America to um, Tom Petty. So he was just kind of throwing out all sorts of stuff and I didn't get a chance to see him on that tour, but hopefully if he does that again anytime soon, that's one I want to catch. All
2: right. Um, so, I, yeah, I, but I have another one, one too, though, that like. Go for uh, it. Bouncing Souls EP, The Crucial moments. Yeah, that was
0: a good one. Um, of course, I don't have that on my list, but yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, yeah, I like yeah. the last thought, couple of releases of their but that EP, I really thought they got back to the Bouncing Souls
1: that I like. See, I, I liked it, but I don't think it would have been on my top 10. Maybe like top 20, but... I thought
2: it was, you know, I wasn't really speaking much from the Bouncing Souls because uh, they, they kind of been more or less the same for the last several years. But um. but this one, though, definitely was a throwback for for the stuff that I remember really enjoying in the 90s, you know. Going way back to, you know, with to like uh, tracks like Kate is Great and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so the, those were... The tracks on the EP of Crucial Moments definitely were reminiscent of of songs from that album. And I had my photo
0: in the, in, in the little photo book thing that they had came that came with the album. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> oh, for Crucial Moments? <laughs> yeah, I had one of my photos from Warp Tour of, of Greg jumping. Greg contacted me, and I'm like, Yeah, sure, use it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So did you get any monetary? Uh, no, no.
0: It was, everyone was given just stuff out letting. No, that be.
1: he he should feel blessed that his photos
0: being used for something yeah right yeah great yeah yeah <laughs> it's Did like no had, one else is getting paid i'm like i'm gonna be the only douche like oh, gonna have some money oh for so, it?
1: so you're not you're, you're not
2: paid for ha- having your your material at the uh the rock and roll hall
0: no. Of, uh, no i, I would have had a free access to, if i wanted to go to cleveland which i i was i was thinking about it but then i'm like oh, i go to disney world instead um, but let's continue on this Because I want to end this soon uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's like Get it over with uh, It's
1: past his bedtime <laughs> It is now. Yeah I mean the, the, Grandma so, took his uh, pill He's sleeping
2: honorable, Just honorable mentions though Like uh, You know These bands Released really good singles But they didn't release Much in the form of an album But Big takeover uh, Like They had one single That they released this year Which was awesome At the
0: end of the year right excited. What? It, it, they just released it like a couple, like a month ago?
1: A couple of months yeah. ago, yeah. It's like a, like early November, or late November. Oh, yeah, that,
0: that was a really good song, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, so that only makes me more excited to hear more of their stuff because I do like their albums a lot, and uh, they're really good. Uh, so I think their first album was really good. Their second album, I think, was like kind of okay, but not as good as the first album, but I still liked. But this, the single that they released this year was really good, and I think I want to hear more of that. <laughs> Like, kind of a mix between Soul and Ska.
0: Yeah. Um, and
2: of course, Slackers came out with a with a track also, which was, again, just Slackers, you know? I mean... It wasn't an album, though. It was
1: though. good. <laughs> well, when they, when they released Wrongful Suspicion, the rancid song that they co-wrote. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think that was this year, was it?
2: No, no. Yeah, I'm thinking of... Well, this year they released a track called Way of a Woman. Which yeah. they actually played. That. I, I saw them last week and they played that song live as well.
0: How was, how was the crowd in the show? Was it sold out?
2: No, it wasn't sold out, but there was just a, a decent amount of people there. It was a good show all around because you had Mephiscopheles opening and then you had Pie Tasters and, of course, the Slackers uh, headlined. Uh, so, um, you know, that was just a very good ska show. Uh, I haven't seen... Pie tasters in probably about seven years or so. But, uh, you know, they're still good. Oh, you yeah.
0: Know? yeah.
2: Soul so ska, you know, so. It was a fun show, especially because I brought my girlfriend uh, to her first ska show. So, yeah, she definitely had a lot of fun.
0: Well, if she can tolerate ska, she's a keeper. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> and her idea of ska before going in, her idea of ska no was doubt. like, yeah, absolutely. Like all, all like the 90s stuff that she remembered, like Real Big Fish and stuff like that. And on I had the to
1: radio stuff.
2: And to <laughs> prep her and, and tell her what all. Give her Ska Lesson 101 <laughs> and break it down to her.
1: Did um, you just give her our uh, magazine? Did you just give her a copy of that? To, I did give her a copy of that. It's <laughs> hard to read up. This is your homework.
2: Yeah, I did give her a copy of that. You know, one, um, In 1998, who did this song? But, uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, she's just exposed to it because I play it all the time. So yeah, she's like, Oh, I like this. So, you know, I, I, you know, so at that point I was just like, all right, I think you're ready for your first guy show. <laughs>
1: well, that's how it's been with my wife since we started dating back in the nineties. And she just kind of, I would listen to it all the time and she would just pick out things like, Oh, I like that song or I like that. And it's now to the point where every time the slackers come around, cause they're one of her favorites, it's me and her definitely go into a slacker show.
2: Yeah. So yeah. My so my girlfriend one day we were driving my car and I put on Less Than Jake, and and then and and and, she, and this is from like some of the from the latest EP that Less Than Jake put out uh, about a year or two ago, which I do like a lot. That, there are a lot of really good songs
1: on that one. You sound the alarm. She's like yeah. She,
2: she she's immediately like oh this is uh she's like what is this this sounds like emo it's <laughs> like, not emo
1: it's
2: definitely not emo. This is was Les
1: listening the dashboard confessional you didn't want to admit it but,
2: you know I mean but to her credit though like lesson Jake is kind of their lyrics are kind of like that but obviously they're not like that you know so
0: yeah get up boys lesson Jake same thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much um all right so I'll, I'll list some more albums that I liked uh stick figure rolled on fire that was a good one the cranberries unfortunately the last album in the end uh new model army they are an english rock band um green whale whale fishers good riddance there's like a lot of like i just kind of picked a variety of howard jones like believe it or not had like a really good album uh this year so it's definitely have like any what
1: are there are there any score albums i know that you're big on the scores what was your favorite score of the year
0: um Actually I liked Avengers and of course John Williams doing uh John Williams doing the latest Star Wars movie. Um Game of Thrones season season eight, Thomas Newman's my favorite nineteen seventeen, which is a, that's one of those movies I want to see, the the World War One movie. Um and then Hans Zimmer did Dark Phoenix, which that movie sucked, but the the score was least good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there we go. Um All right. Yeah, you guys go finish it up.
1: All right. If I'm listening, some of the other ones I really liked uh, Big D and the Kids Table released a cover album, Strictly Covered, where they cover the Boss Tones, Operation Ivy, Heavy Cats. Yeah, some covers,
0: yeah.
1: yeah they, it was a pretty fun album to listen to. I'm a fan of Big D, so their takes on stuff was just great. Um, outside of the Scon Punk, Lars and uh, Mega Rant, Nerdcore Rappers, the Dewey Decibel System, just an album completely about different books but interesting rap songs you just found something dorkier than writing. fucking Ska <laughs> they do Ska songs too there's totally a Ska song on that album
0: like I oh, love what, Dorky what could so be the dorkiest me? thing than Ska I don't know nerdcore rap <laughs>
1: hey don't knock it till you try
0: it I know I know i just posted.
1: um another good one. I I really like the New York uh Scott Jazz Ensemble's release Breakthrough from this year and I'm not one for instrumental songs at all. Yeah. Love that album though. It's just it's catchy even the instrumental songs just you you want to keep listening to them. You want more. They just they've always been one of the premier bands in the ska genre that's overlooked. Um P-Funk North, don't even ask. A little bit of Sublime, reggae ask. rock. Don't ask, <laughs> don't tell. Cherry Pop and Daddies released a ska punk album, Bigger Life, this year. Underrated, overlooked. Oh, they're just that band that did Zoot Suit Riot. Nope, really good. Tsunami Bomb, the spine that binds. That's another great one from this year. Mm. They have a new lead singer. They got back together. They got a lot of the old members of the band, and they just released a classic Tsunami Bomb album. That pretty much my <laughs> list of things All right. for the music genres
0: okay ray you got got anything else to add
2: no that was pretty much it in a nutshell those are like the main ones that i liked
0: any any non-sky albums that you did you like
2: um no <laughs> not really <laughs> it was either sky or punk to be honest with you
1: there's no hip no hip-hop or anything that you are not no hip-hop underground indie hip-hop you can throw out for us
0: no 80s new wave you gotta have
1: something
2: Nah, yeah i
1: don't i don't recall what came out in 2019 for those genres uh uh-huh. there, there you go like right. me focusing on the sky and punk because we're just that kind of people yeah
0: all right so let's talk about um to kind of let's try to wrap this up soon um what was your well, favorite, me, favorite concert of the year? But well, and then for, we'll do concert and then we'll do video games.
1: Okay. All right, you want to keep the music trend. I was going to yeah. say, "Don't forget my quick video game list. I won't take long on it." But like I said, I've been doing video game reviews for the site for years, yeah, yeah, so I want to throw that, that in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just talk myself about video games. <laughs>
0: yeah. Be like, "Wait, wait, wait." <laughs> no, I like, like,
1: like Come on, Brian. Like, I wanted to hear you talk about scores, but I let you have your time.
0: Oh, the whole 20 <laughs> seconds.
1: <laughs> it was cr- such an excruciating 20 minutes. What's what's wrong with scores? They're boring. It's like elevator music. I only want to hear it when I have to go from floor one to seven. That's
0: the Muzak version of music, usually. <laughs>
1: All right, but go ahead. Who wants to start with the show? Let's start
0: Um, with Ray,
2: actually, because we... Ray, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I just realized... Ray went dark. Ray went dark. There is actually a hip-hop album, though, that did come out this year that I did like, which is called One of the Best Yet, and that is uh, by Gangstar, which, you know, Gangstar... They haven't released an album in a while, mainly because Guru died of cancer in 2010 but um you know they were able to to release uh this posthumous uh album and it's it's, of course you know if you're a fan of like you know guru or gangster 90s hip-hop it's a good it's definitely good listen
1: oh i need to throw out some uh quick props to an album that local band my friend's band they released an album this year private eye it's kind of really you don't have Reggae, rock, ska punk in my area, and they're from right around where I live. So, gotta throw out some props to them because their album that came out this year is also on my list. All
0: right, okie dokie. <laughs> okay, um, all right. So, uh, so Ray, what was your favorite concert of the year or show? Favorite. Whatever,
2: um, Conc- uh, it's probably a cross between, between the uh. The Rejunk uh, uh, show. The what? The July. what? The what? The show, the Rejunk show. Well, it's uh, uh, No, no, Not the Rejunk
0: show. The the Radix fest. That's Radix. Well, it was just Rejunk presents, sponsored
1: which, by. Which
2: it
0: won't be. There's gonna be a new, a new one in June, I believe. But I am uh, I am not
2: being attached to that one. Well, the time. whole thing, the whole thing related to to Radix kind of was controversial, anyway. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I, I can. I already have enough stress in my life right now, um, so I'm gonna take a back seat and just be a fan, and maybe I'll go to it if, depending on the lineup and, and
2: avoid avoid the death threats.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, no death threats from interviewing people. That would be that would be good.
2: <laughs> pissed off of not being involved. It's like,
0: yeah, it's just like being behind the scenes of of putting on a show is just kind of stressful and it's just like is anyone going to show up and it's like I don't want to have to worry about that I just want to go so it's like you just want to show up yeah so it's like it was fun in a way picking some of the bands to play but at the same time it was very stressful so it was not something I would want to do again in the future but uh
1: yeah dealing with people is usually never yeah fun never Uh, fun
0: to see uh (laughs) let got to see Springfield Jack. It was, all the bands were great. It just like, I, and then it was just like, I had a weird feeling about it, maybe because it was the death threats, but. No.
1: <laughs> but, but <laughs> the but, death uh, threats that you made a t-shirt out of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but that, that is discovered. <laughs>
1: can you I have, can bleep that part out. <laughs> have
0: eyes in the back of my head for the rest of my life. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was just, it had like a weird, I enjoyed the show. It just was, it was just really stressful stuff. I don't even, I don't even have that as my number one. I have seen the Misfits, was just awesome. Um, despite that people in the audience were just pissing me off. But um, just seeing the Misfits live at MSG was just awesome. Um, what was your number one show, Joe? Uh,
1: number one, I had some choices that I was thinking of, but there were some, Pretty decent shows locally. There's a, a band that's not too far from where I live that started playing national acts, McGarvey's, uh, mm. in Altoona. And this year they had the Toasters, the Mephiscophiles, Jimmy's Chicken Shack, Michael Graves was just there. But my number one show was the Still City Ska Fest.
0: Okay. In Pittsburgh.
1: It It had. Uh, Cat Bite. Mephiscophiles. Yeah, Mephiscophiles were there, Cat Bite, The Independent, some local bands, Inco Fido. Uh, it, it just, it felt like going to the shows that I used to go to when I was a teenager and early twenties, when I moved out to Pittsburgh, it was easygoing. You didn't have that crowd of people that were just there to cause fights or to mosh and stuff well, like that. It, it was it,
0: there a crowd or
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there oh, okay. were, there was, there was a pretty decent amount that showed up. Uh, I think that it's going to grow and for the bands that you had there the band stuck around the bands were in the crowd. Like you've seen members from different bands, like in the crowd supporting the show. And that's it. A lot of the shows in Pittsburgh just haven't felt like that. It, it was always, here's a ska band coming with, you know, some, a local act and maybe some other random punk band or a couple of punk bands or something mm. like that. Like it, it's been a long time that I've been to a ska show that had like five or six ska bands, ska punk bands just playing at the same place. and And it was just, it's just a fun atmosphere. Everyone seemed to get along. People are just dancing, having a good time. So that stays top of my list. That's probably one of the best shows I've seen in quite a long time. And that's one of the things that just felt felt different. It felt like a community show, that type of thing. Everyone kind of pulled together, had fun. But yeah, there was a decent amount of people there. And you know, just overall ska music of all sorts of genres. You, like you had the Independents that played a lot of their ska punk stuff. And I never seen that before.
0: Actually, I never seen the Independents.
1: Mephiscopheles were playing new and old. Uh, you know, Catbite, You know how they are. They they had that school, that soul ska sound to them. Yeah. Uh, Inco Fido, local band that plays almost like a, a blues blues ska little bit of punk mixed in a lot of soul mixed in just they're all over the place and they're fun uh the burn rides were one of my favorite bands from playing out there they were just they looked like a bunch of kind of like homeless misfits that just had these goofy funny songs like they did a song about the pittsburgh mermaid and and like (laughs) girls in trailer parks and just goofy shit like that so it was just it was just fun show overall all
0: right uh ray you got any other shows that you can think of
2: um. No, well, I didn't go to a lot of shows this year. I know again. I went to five. <laughs> that was yeah. it. I mean, yeah, but, but <laughs> the pie tasters, and Mephistopheles definitely was like that's pretty much like a cross between that and the Radix Fest show. Um. So I mean, it's always fun to see.
0: We're getting old.
2: You know, more than one exceptional band in in one bill. You know. So. Uh. Yeah. I mean, Mephiscophiles and and slackers and the pie tasters was definitely a fun time all
1: right yeah i got to i got to see the boston's came to pittsburgh again this year they're always top of the list uh real big fish and the aquabats was another good show that came around here
0: yeah i wanted to see aquabats but i just didn't get a chance to it was just
1: and when i say come around here i have cut back on shows this year but not as much as i said i would because every show i go to is about a two-hour drive unless oh, it's local like i said Altoona, the Tuna, the Eltoon is like half an hour, 45 minutes away. And to be able to go and see the toasters that close, like I can't just go out my door and, you know, go a few blocks away and see bands. So I'm always driving a good distance by myself after oh, work to yeah. go to these shows. And just like, I just need to cut it out. I'm getting too old for this shit. But then you get, here's the Boston's playing. Here's the real big fish playing. Here's the slackers playing. Here's Mephiscopheles playing. The toasters playing. Yeah.
0: So, it's, like, if, it's not on, it. if it's not on the weekend, it's like, I can't go it's it's just so hard with daycare and uh just with my current situation right now uh yeah that's it just makes things a little difficult um all right so you wanted to go talk about your uh video games there
1: yeah just <laughs> throw out a list i know mean, none of you are gamers but I might again hey
0: maybe i heard of it i haven't played it but maybe i've heard of it
1: yeah you've heard of luigi i'm pretty sure it's a me, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> so Luigi's Mansion just come out. It's one of the best games I've played this year. Luigi as a Ghostbuster, pretty much. That was, uh, and this is just the top five list. Resident Evil 2, they did a remake. Never, never. Not, really, not really a remake, but completely redid. It's an amazing remake, redo. Resident Evil 3, they're doing the same thing to that come next year. Uh, there's a pretty cool game out of nowhere called A Plague Tale Innocence. It took place in, I believe, it was Victorian era France, somewhere around there, and it followed this dark spirit that was plaguing the world, and and it was control these rats, and you're just making your way through. It was a lot of like stealth missions, but it, it just was a really dark story It was really fun.
0: What platform uh, is this on?
1: Most of these are like Luigi's Mansion, Switch, Resident Evil, obviously most most of the like Xbox One okay ps4 plague tale same thing i think even some of them are coming out of that i think that was pc as well and then uh children of morta was a game that came out it's a rogue game what it is is it's kind of procedurally generated random dungeon stuff so you're going in and you're just kind of collecting relics and items and it's random and The levels change every time you play it, so you kind of have to repeat some things, like a little bit of a grind, but it was a fun retro, like 16-bit style to it. But probably my favorite game of the year was, if any of you guys ever heard of Destruction Derby, Mm. Demolition Derby game from way back, PlayStation 1 era. Okay. I think, Brian, I think it was on the PlayStation Classic if you picked that up.
0: I had PlayStation, I, I mainly had PlayStation 2 I, th- I think that was the last time I started playing video games. Well, NES Classic and Super NES Classic were the last games I really played.
1: Oh, you didn't get the the PlayStation one?
0: No. Um, okay. I mean, I had PlayStation, like, the first PlayStation one, which had, like, Jedi Masters, was, like, a Street Fighter with Jedi, and, like, mm-hmm. that was actually a fun game. But, uh, yeah, nothing, like, that was uh rebooted or whatever, like the classic. Yeah, because they,
1: they put that one on there, but... This is a completely different game I was, entirely. I was thinking of getting based, the Genesis on
0: one, the Sega Genesis classic one. I was thinking of getting, but I'm like, yeah, I'm really gonna play it. I barely even play the, the NES ones.
1: I seen it on so It was like 45 bucks recently, but I'm waiting for it to go down. Give it some time so people mod it so I can put a bunch more games on it.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Like, I'm like, cause I'm like <laughs> for Sega Genesis, like the only one I really liked playing was like Street Fighter Two and Sonic the Hedgehog. I can't remember any other games that I really played with Alter Beast that came with it. I'm like, yeah, oh, this sucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Altered Beast, yeah. That's going old school. Yeah. I mean, there it it depends on what you're into. For, for that, like some of the old role-playing games like Phantasy Star, those were pretty decent for Sega. And then certain versions of games like Mortal Kombat because it had the blood code and you can – it wasn't like Nintendo where you punch someone and they'd leak oil. Mm-hmm there were some decent games for sega but you know but probably my favorite game of the year like i said it's called Wreckfest, and it's just like a wrecking racing demolition derby game but it's pretty over the top like the stuff that's in there you you can do lawnmower demo derbies where you're on riding lawnmowers or like a couch muscle car hmm, <laughs> stuff. Right. and online multiplayer so me and my friends and my niece and my nephew can play it all the time but It was one of those games that just come out of nowhere and I'm like, this is just mindless destruction and it's fun to crash into things when you had a rough day at work and you come home and you're just like, I am just going to mess up a bunch of monster trucks and and school buses and lawnmowers.
0: That's why I liked uh, GTA when I used to play video games. I was just like going to top of garage and just pick people off (laughs) or or get the, (laughs) the tank, the tank cheat code and just run people over. It was, yeah. Yeah. But then you get, but then you start driving a real car, and you're like, "Wait, I got to pretend I'm in real life."
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's plenty of times I, since I've been playing this recently. There's plenty of times I'm driving out and about, and it's just like, I just want to just swipe them in the back of the rear fender and <laughs> make them do a three sixty to get out of my way.
0: All right. Um, so I mean, for 20, so we have a uh, the decades ending and then we got 2020 what do you is there anything you're looking forward to in 2020 for me it's madness seeing madness finally after 20 21 years in new york city or playing in memorial day weekend i think uh so I'm t- i bought tickets for that because i don't know if i'll get a photo pass so i'm like just a guarantee at least i'll be able to see them i guess english he's uh, playing with them too
1: for shows really the only show i know that has been announced that i'm planning on going to next year is real big fish is playing with big d and the kids table mm. up in state college so I'm march check right that out. yeah
0: that's a fucking hike for you right isn't it like three hours or something
1: no i'm, I'm smack dab in the middle of pittsburgh and state oh, college okay. so either way i'm about two hours oh. hit or miss
0: if it's if a show's over an hour or like the, the get there is an hour i'm like yeah t- definitely second <laughs> yeah, guess that th-
1: for you guys in New York, it's like an hour to just kind of go a couple blocks sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's well, I, I usually just <laughs> either take a train or Ray, Ray, what are you looking forward to in 2020? Movie-wise, music-wise, anything?
2: Madness. Um, but I haven't bought a ticket yet for, but um I I yeah,
0: planned to <laughs> It was like 70 it was like $78 for a fucking ticket. And like so it was like a twenty dollar service charge twenty you can't
2: have to, you kind of have to expect that though I mean, but the good thing is though is that it's it's madness and it's also English beat, so yeah. it's kind of cool. even though I've seen English beat a lot more times than I've seen madness obviously it's uh, still one of my
0: favorite shows of all time and Pil- madness and pophers in nineteen ninety nine at Irving Plaza still like my favorite show actually
2: one of my favorite shows is uh is specials and and Pilfers. and that was like ninety eight <laughs>
1: Like yeah, around,
0: I saw them right. in Port that show. We yeah, we didn't talk about the specials new album. I was not a fan of that this year. Um, yeah, me
1: either. It was pretty boring. I
0: was kind of disappointed. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, lyrically and, it was good, but it's just musically it was not. And the strange
2: thing is that a lot of people liked it, and you know.
0: Um, yeah, I think people are just liking it to like it. I think same way we're we're liking Star Wars.
2: But I mean, you know, <laughs> listenings though, it's uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, I've gotten used to it, so I would say it, it has grown on me. Yeah. But um, it wasn't a, an overly mind-blowing album, or it, it definitely didn't didn't knock my my socks off like it did like a lot of like you know peers of ours that that loved it.
0: Yeah, I can think of also. a few.
1: <laughs> I, I really, I think that the Neville Staple band stuff is far superior. To I the, like the, the Neville
2: Staples yeah. stuff. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It, that's kind of what's missing from the specials album.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, and his solo stuff is actually really good, though. Like, quite frankly, it, it tends to be overlooked or oh,
1: yeah. it really
2: is under underrated.
0: Well, there's there's certainly missing a few members of the band, so it's kind of, but it's it, something was like it just like a lot of it wasn't danceable. It just felt like it was just like talky talky kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with that because I was looking forward to it, but it's just I don't know. Oh well. Hopefully, one thing
1: I'm one thing I'm looking forward to next year is there's supposed to be two new Masters of the Universe series on Netflix.
0: Not in a movie. I thought they're doing a movie.
1: No, no they're doing the, the movie is still kind of Up in talks air. if okay. it ever happens. But but Kevin Smith is doing a. Uh, animated series that's a continuation of the original Masters of the Universe so they're pulling from that and putting like an end to the Kevin story Smith. which hey, man. But Ke- yeah, Kevin Smith is the one behind that but they're also doing a more modernized version CGI animated series that I don't know too much about but they just announced it about a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago so okay. me being I'm, I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan so I'm excited about them finally giving some props to that franchise once again.
0: Dolph Lundgren, you don't you don't like that movie?
1: I don't hate it. It's <laughs> it's not the best. It, it really has. It's,
0: yeah, it's about the fucking Courtney Cox character. And-
1: <laughs> but Frank Langella uh, was well, Frank Langella.
0: Yeah, he Skeletor.
1: Just, he Langella. He is the like his him as Skeletor is so underrated as a villain in that movie. That's absolutely the best thing about that movie. And a lot of the design work on that movie was based off of Jack Kirby's style of artwork. Uh,
2: all right. uh, one, movie, one movie I am looking forward to is uh, coming to America too. Right. Yeah. You know, and Eddie Murphy, like we'll he's see, on, we'll uh, see if it comes up.
0: <laughs> I have, yeah, it, I definitely have it on my list as like something I'm looking forward to as far as movies. Um, the Eternals, Wonder Woman trailer looked awesome. Ghostbusters, oh, yeah. Ghostbusters trailer looked I, great.
2: Ghostbusters, I'm kind of uh, not sure about that one, but because it's know. like
0: I don't know, it looks like Stranger Things. So I'm like, all right, it's, I like Stranger it Things. Looks like Stranger Things, yeah.
2: but you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's going to be like tied in with like Egon was the one who died, I think, and that's Obviously, what happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because it, the one girl, the, the, I think McKenna, McKenna Grace, I think is her, is her name granddaughter. Up. Yeah, yeah really. like a granddaughter. Or something she looks. At so totally then somehow,
1: liking.
2: somehow, all, uh, everyone else that was involved in the original movies like shows up, like Bill uh, yeah. Murray and
0: Sigourney so Weaver, <laughs> Ernie Hudson.
1: You yeah, know, speaking of Ghostbusters, something that we probably have all watched but neglected to mention about was the, uh, now I know me and Ray watched it, but Brian, you might have watched the the movies that made us and then the, the toys that made us, the new season that they released on Netflix. Those are great documentaries for
0: no, nerd have, culture and no, movie, movie buffs. No, have not seen that. And there's also on Disney Plus, they have the Imagineer series, which was like a mini series, which I wanted to watch, but I heard is really good. Just if you're, you know, go to Disney World all the time, see how all the rides are made. So it's kind of Tying yeah. into the geek culture in a way. Um, also, like Black Widow, I'm kind of kind of on the fence with. I don't know how that's going to turn out as far as where it fits with the MCU. Yeah, it looks alright. Sure. Yeah, I'm
1: not too. I'm just it, this coming slate of Marvel movies. I'm just kind of unsure about because it's not really for me a strong lineup of well, Black, in Black, Black Widow, stuff. Eternals. It just depends on where they go with it. You know what is the Eternals going to and focus on?
2: This movie too, which is. Like- <laughs> Be with Jared Leto. That's supposed what? to be coming out this Which year. Uh, Morbius, The Living. Man. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: Is the Venom sequel next year too? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And um,
1: also we know how much Brian loved Venom.
2: Also, the, I didn't mind also, it actually. I mean, it was all right. Out, it, uh, New Mutants. <laughs> so supposedly, uh, like that's been delayed like X amount of times for the last two years. It was supposed to come out yeah. like in 2018 or something or other.
1: I kinda of have zero interest in that. I don't know until Dude. I start seeing more uh, I of it. The,
2: the trailer's the trailer looked good and you know, uh I mean I'm still intrigued by it, so <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. We, about that. What we need to do, we need to take a vote too, is do you think that the either the X Men or the Fantastic Four will appear in Marvel movies this year? Yes or no?
0: I, I'm gonna say no. Yeah,
1: I'm no, probably not, not this I'm year. gonna say no. I would say, Unless there's something in it in the Eternals, that's about the only place I could see them throwing something out there, and at an, least a reference. And,
0: and, and, and credits kind of thing, maybe. Like for yeah, one Maybe of them. even
1: just a, a mention of passing about the negative zone or something like that. And it'll
0: probably be Fantastic Four. I don't think we'll see anything x for another good
1: four, five that's, years well, at that's, least. Well, that's kind of why I don't think that New Mutants is going to be what it was supposed to be, because I can't see them doing New Mutants before they actually do Mutants in the MCU.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I just want something to see something different. So, oh, and New Mutants—it uh, just looked more like a horror movie, and there was still question on whether or not how it would fit in, even with the uh, the last batch of X Men movies or or Mutant yeah. movies came out. So, well, Deadpool there, so- three
0: is filming according to Ryan Reynolds with Marvel Studios. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that fits in with the MCU. Yeah,
1: I'm not that- sure about that.
0: <laughs> pg thirteen um- Deadpool.
1: They did that already, right?
0: Oh, yeah, with the Once Upon a Time Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, whatever. Once
1: Upon a Deadpool. Yeah,
2: I, I have no desire to see Bloodshot, that that doesn't look good, especially because I'm not a fan of Vin Diesel. What's Bloodshot? Uh, Bloodshot is a comic book movie that's um, coming out. And they just released a, a trailer for it. go be my family.
1: And that's have, uh, like, uh, Vin Diesel. The, the Valiant Comic Universe. All right. I think... Um, Quiet Place 2? isn't next year when is it the the falcon winter soldier on is that the first one to come out for disney yeah, plus the that live disney action
0: plus. i'm not and sure when and i think the,
1: the what if i think the what if series animated series is supposed to premiere next year too
0: i'm not sure i oh, I, see, uh, I know hawkeye maybe hawk no not hawkeye
1: no, i think hawkeye's a far off i know loki the It'll um, probably be loki Wanda, and and yeah. one and the winter soldier and falcon one are the ones that i knew were supposed to be the first batch yeah but.
0: loki i think is was been filming i would probably i would probably think falcon and loki will probably be the first i don't know about what if because that one's animated so i don't know how quickly yeah. that's gonna be yeah um Either. All right. I mean, we we can actually do a whole podcast of just what's coming up in 2020, <laughs> but what's just let's end ended now, I guess.
1: Um, well, Brian, you can aim for that when you send us those microphones.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to send me five dollars. We can have <laughs> Joe and Ray have decent microphones, so they don't sound like they're <laughs> talking in a fucking bathroom.
1: <laughs> what are you talking th- <laughs> about? Wait, hold on. Bath- uh, bathrooms have uh, some of the best acoustics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right guys it was fun as always geeking out and uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed this and good for you for sticking around for almost two hours (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: Uh, if anyone makes it through it they win a new prize yeah
0: well everyone have a happy happy new year and we'll be back in 2020 with some new episodes of just us shooting the shit about movies and music and uh, I'll try to get around to talking to some more guests too as it was a, uh, it was a fun year, but, uh, all right. So everyone take it easy. Yep. All, right. All, right. all right. Happy new year. Happy new year. Bye-bye.